you got to pursue something that gives you life that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. Welcome back to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. The Lodges Podcast. Welcome back. You have to get creative. Like, your content can't just be like you sitting there. I have to, you know, master this D-list athlete if I'm going to get to C-list, to B-list, to A-list. whole slogan was basically, you're famous enough just being yourself. Just be you. A ruthless pursuit to, to be the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Lodges Podcast. This is episode 54, and our guest is Jad Smelcher. He is the director of esports at CEI, which is the Center for Educational Innovation out of New York City. Um, Jad, what's up, man? I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting to, to join on and, and get to kind of come on and chat with you for a little bit. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Justin, I guess we got connected through Justin. It was on LinkedIn yep. and then had our conversation. And, and no, I, I think what you guys are doing up in New York is is really cool. Um, but uh, it, like I just told you, if you just want to kick it off and, and spend a couple of minutes, um, you know, letting everyone know who you are, kind of what's your background story, where you come from um, and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so um, born and raised here in New York, uh, went to went to Cornell, um, graduated from Cornell in 2011, where uh, I was lucky enough to be drafted by the Boston Red Sox. Um, so ended up pursuing a career in, in baseball for the next uh, six years, chasing a dream uh, to, to make it to the bigs. Fortunately, that never happened, but uh, ha- had a lot of fun a- along the way. So, um, you know, got to play with uh, a lot of the guys up on the big leagues right now. And, uh, you know, I-, I joke with everyone, M- Mookie Betts was actually my, my second baseman uh, when I was playing. So okay. uh, crazy to see where, where he's come. But, you know, once uh, once my baseball career kind of ended, um, I jumped I jumped into the advertising industry. Uh, you know, was in that for about two years. Really started kind of seeing the trends in esports. I uh, was playing a lot of games. Was always playing video games during my you know baseball career in college and you know, growing up. Um, so I just kind of you know wanted to get into the space and and found an opportunity and. Uh, uh, I pitched an idea to our, our CEO here at uh, CEI, uh, pitched him on, on the NBA 2K Academy. And one year later, we, uh, we've, we've impacted, you know, over 200 students. Uh, you know, we, we have about 20 schools that we're going to be working with this upcoming year um, and expanding and growing. And, uh, you know, we now have four, four employees underneath us. So, uh, it's pretty pretty exciting. Uh, kind of kind of a quick quick full scope of uh, what's been going on with with just myself over the last kind of couple of years. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. So that's interesting. You found like I was going to ask you one of the questions I want to ask you is how you got into the gaming world and all that. So you kind of discovered or got more interested into it because of advertising. Yeah. So I started. Um, you know, working in the advertising space and kind of doing what I was doing, uh, you know, I started looking at the trends and I started to kind of follow the money. And mm-hmm. um, it was one of those, it was one of those situations where it, it started to just become a little bit more mainstream and a little bit more mainstream. And, and by that point, um, 
you know, I kind of just said, all right, you know, uh, I'm going to fully commit to this a hundred percent. That's, and then, so you approached, uh, CEI today, were they beginning to, I guess, when you started with them as director, were they beginning to, you know, create this esports division or did you go and you pitched it to them? Yeah, I pitched it to them. Um, They had heard a lot about esports, uh, just from you know, kind of the conferences and everything else going on in the education space. Uh, but they didn't really know anything truly about it, and they didn't know who to go to or or how to even start it. Um, so yeah. it was almost perfect timing when 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 I kind of approached uh, Michael on it. No, that's that's really cool. That's uh, you're the second guest. So we had one other guy, Chris Kissack, um, who is out in. He's overseas. Uh, I forget what island he's on, but he he was kind of the same way. He like was following gaming and esports for a bit, and he approached a company to to start an esports division. So it's pretty cool when when people do that, and and especially to see where you've got it now. Um, so you guys started the esports division. It's been around for how long now? Uh, officially one year as of July eighth. Okay, nice, nice. Um, and so if you just want to tell us a bit about it, um, I guess if you want to, to, because I learned about, I don't know if I'm just ignorant to this, but I learned about CEI through you. So if you just want to like chat a little bit about what CEI is, and then if you want to tell us a little bit, um, as a overall, what the esports division looks like, and then we can kind of get in the nitty and gritty with the 2k Academy. Yeah. So, um, CEI is a 31 year old nonprofit, uh, here in New York. And, and the, the main focus is, is pretty much on education reform. So, uh, there are a few different areas that CEI kind of focuses in on. Um, so one of it being school transformation. So, they take low performing schools, they help rebuild it and get those schools back up to um, a, a better grade. Um, they also do professional development with, with the, the teachers or the principals. Um, you know, we're grouped under a, a category called Project Boost. Um, so Project Boost is actually really interesting because it, it has robotics, um, it has arts, um, obviously with us, it's esports, and then, um, you know, it's, it's really about building opportunities for a lot of these students who wouldn't have, um, a chance to do some of these activities if it wasn't for this program. So, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of how this esports um, department kind of evolved is through giving those opportunities and, um, you know, with, with the NBA 2K Academy, we, we tried to stay true to what CEI is and what CEI does very well. Um, so we built our program off of kind of three pillars. So uh, the first one being the, the career pathways and the education side of uh, esports and video games. Um, the, the second pillar goes into character development and social emotional learning. And then the third pillar is the gaming side. So that's kind of how we've structured it. And, you know, as we've grown and as we've kind of gone through the program, um, you know, what Project Boost does that's really cool is it actually brings students, you know, to Broadway shows, to museums, uh, to sporting events. So we actually tried to take bits and pieces um, from, from each kind of component that, C, that, that Project Boost has. So 
you know, we've brought students and families out to the NBA 2K League uh, to, to, see, to see like a live studio, uh, to get a studio tour, uh, to see all the jobs and the opportunities that exist. Um, and, and that's how we've kind of shaped our program. So it's really about educating the students, uh, but it's also about giving them experiential opportunities that they may not have ever gotten. And, and I personally don't think there are too many uh, students out across the country or, or even the world that are getting opportunities like the one that we're presenting for the students here in New York. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really, I think it's really awesome that you guys, for example, the the 2K League visit and and kind of touring the studio and and seeing it. I think that's, I mean, it's it's awesome that you sit in New York and and you can first off do that. Um, but I think I remember even too when we were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago that you were just saying that even the parents were like kind of blown away because for a lot of parents also like this is their first time seeing some of this stuff. Yeah, we we had some parents that that came up to me after some of our events that were blown away that they didn't realize that this was gaming, right? So right. In, in their mind they they had the very old school mentality of of, you know, you're not socializing, you're wasting your time and uh when we kind of opened up the doors, uh they got to experience an arena filled with, you know, 200 people yeah. cheer, cheering, watching video games, which to them at that moment, once they got entrenched in it, they understood. So that's, that's, the, that's the one piece that I feel like the esports industry could do better is actually get more engagement, not just from the fans, but from the, from the families. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where that's what we've seen. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. I've we've had lots of conversations with past guests here on the podcast um, that kind of also focus on some of the things that that you guys work on, and we always talk about it. And I get passionate talking about you know not only educating the kids, but all obviously also educating the parents because it's the parents sometimes that you know you got to pull teeth with with you know, them understanding like, okay, what does a career in esports for my child even look like? Like, is this a, is it a, is it a joke? Like you're saying, like, cause they don't maybe understand it or is it legit? So I think it's cool that you guys have had some of these events that also incorporate the parents and, and letting them get exposed to it. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other cool thing that we've done is, is also the, the virtual tours. So we've, okay. we've actually done virtual like VR headset tours of college campuses that offer esport programs or have esport teams. So now, nice. now kids can actually take tours of campuses that they never would have even thought of or never even would have considered. <laughs> um, but now, because there's gaming in there, they're like, "Hey, I, I want to put that that up on our list." Right, right. No, that's that's super cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Um... Well, as far as your role then before, and we'll hop into what you guys are actually doing in the academy after this, but I uh, want to give you a chance to talk about a little bit about your role. Um, you know, what does your day-to-day look like or, or what are some of the things that take up a lot of your time? Yeah, so as far as the day-to-day, um, you know, we're, the, 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 the thing that with, with esports that, that I've noticed is like, it, there's, it's always evolving. Um, mm-hmm. so our, our biggest thing right now is we're just 
updating and and adding on to the curriculum that we already have. Um, so for the next, because of COVID, we're not in the classrooms anymore. Um, so we're just going back, we're tweaking, we're, we're updating stuff, we're adding in new content. Uh, we're, we're really trying to get ready for a digital push come uh, the fall. So right now, that's our main focus is building out new programs, building out new games, new modes, um, and just new educational content as well. Um, you know, so it's that that's mostly the, the day to day is is just kind of each week we try and, you know, we try and solidify one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week we actually had a really big breakthrough with uh, with a combine. So now we actually have a evaluation metric to base, um, you know, to, to track the progress of, of some of our students which, um, you know, with, without a true technology platform, it's really, really difficult to try and analyze that. And we're not using any AI technology or anything like that. Like, it's just we're, we're using whatever, the, whatever Take-Two has, has put in the game. We're kind of creating our own, um, you know, an analysis off of that to be able to track the progress of, of our students. Interesting. And so is that uh, educational progress or is that you mean like in-game progress as far as competing? Yeah, in-game progress. Okay. Okay. So we're bouncing around both sides of focusing on some, you know, because we have two months to really prep for, for the fall. So I try and alternate weeks of, you know, one week we'll be focusing on education. The next week we'll be focusing on gaming. Just mm-hmm. so we're staying fresh, the guys are staying fresh, and, and we're not, you know, getting lost or, or getting drowned in, uh, in, in one topic versus the other. Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Um, well, let's jump into the academy then, which is obviously you guys focus, and, and I know we've kind of alluded to, to it here. Um, I guess if you just want to tell us a little bit about it, um, is, is this, and you can mention this is, was the Academy, the 2k Academy, was this like the first thing that was built under the esports division for CEI? Um, or, or was there the components and, and all, and all those sorts of things? Yeah. So, so the, the, the Academy was built basically off of the idea and the concept of basketball and New York city go hand in hand. Um, so what we wanted to do is we want to really, you know, figure out a way to properly bring the traditional side of sports and the esports together to kind of mm-hmm. mesh. Um, so th- that's how we kind of came up with the idea and, and the concept behind it. And then, you know, given CEI's background, that's where their influence on the education side really started to kind of come in where my big influence was more on the kind of sports side of things. Um, so it's, it's been, uh, it, it was kind of a nice little combination, but um, I definitely think the, the, the sports side of things came first. And then once we kind of figured out what we were doing, then the, the academic piece really started to kind of pick up behind it. Got you. And so as far as the Academy, how does it work? Is, is it a, is it an afternoon program for them that they go into? Yeah. So the Academy, okay. the Academy essentially is a, a, it's a, we call it an enrichment program after school. 
so it's anywhere from about an hour and a half to two hours, um, either once or twice a week. And it's, uh, it's kind of funny because it was one of the scariest things for me as I built this program out. You know, kids just went through an entire day of school and they're excited to be in, in this NBA 2K Academy and then they get in there and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we have another 30 to 45 minutes of school work to do uh, before <laughs> we could play. Um, but the topics that we started covering, the students had interest in, right? And it didn't really feel like schoolwork to them. It was almost like we, we were kind of tricking them into saying like, hey, this is actually, this is actually school. Um, and, and they, they bought in and, and they enjoy it. Obviously, you know, when it comes to the gaming side, they can't wait to game. Uh, but we've <laughs> actually seen some, some lessons where the students are actually really involved and engaged. Um, whether it's from like tournament organization to branding, um, you know, the branding one actually is, is, is a really cool one because we've actually, we've actually had the students engage the best with that section, um, which is interesting for middle school kids, right. To, to kind of be talking about branding and logos, um, Mm -hmm. and, and just that overall category. Yeah, which is, it seems like branding is like one of the hottest words, I guess, you know, these days where everyone's, you know, you got to know how to brand, you know, how to create your own brand. So uh, that's really cool that you guys involve that. Um, how do they, it, is, it, did you guys select a school or, or sets of schools to, to go at and then do the kids to register if they're interested or do they register them or, or how does that side of things work? Yeah, so the schools, we, we have a network of schools that we work with. And okay. um, through Project Boost, we, we basically have polled, you know, which, which programs that the school or students would be interested in. And um, so when eSports gets selected, then, you know, the students have an option to do eSports. So um, – it really comes down to the students having the interest in the program and the students kind of signing up for it. Um, as far as us, you know, we have a, a handful of schools that we work with. And then from there, the, the, the schools all talk to each other. The kids talk to each other. The parents talk to each other. Um, so we actually added, um, we actually added a handful of schools um, for the springtime that they heard about the program through one of the teachers and that's how they got recommended to us. And, and that's how we kind of got into the school. Okay. Got you. That, no, no, that's, that's really cool. Um, and then topics. So what I, so you have, it sounds like you, when, you know, when they go to the program, they have, you're saying that the school portion continues about 40 minutes and then they go into the gaming session. What are the topics that are taught? in the after school program is it topics within gaming and esports or is it like you know topics within the school like you know different subjects i guess or what are the things that are taught then yeah so we we try and keep it more esport related but then we okay. try and blend it we we try and really blend it into to you know the the game as well so for example like when we do tournaments um you know we'll talk about we'll talk about March Madness. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA Finals, and then we'll talk about the NBA 2K League's playoffs or their their 
their tournament series. Um, we'll also talk about, you know, the Fortnite World Cup. So we try and relate these topics to um, things that the students would actually be interested and curious about. Um, because at the end of the day, if we can't get their attention for those 30 minutes, they're, they're gone, right? So right. <laughs> um, it's I, I started the program with the idea and the mindset of like, if I was a kid, what would I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. What, what would I want? Because I was stuck playing sports. I, I, I played three sports in high school and I felt like I was always busy, always, you know, with my team. But if there was an activity like this, man, I would have tried to find, I would have tried to find some time to, to, to join the esports club. Yeah, no, I, I can relate with you. I always, I played basketball, like throughout all of, all of my childhood and high school and all that. So all I ever knew, like school was going to practices, going to games and, and things like that. But if, if there was something like pretty cool, um, no, that's awesome. Okay. And so as far as the, uh, playing in 2K, what version of 2K do they play? Do they play just like the play now version? Do they play blacktop um, or, or what version do you guys use in the academy? Yeah, so we actually have so so we do a mix. So we do a little bit of blacktop, a little bit of play now. Okay. Um, and the way that we've actually started to structure it moving forward is that the middle schoolers are going to get mostly blacktop and a sprinkle of play now, and then the high schoolers are going to be focused in on play now because. Um, you know, they're most likely, especially now, they're most likely going to be playing online where we like to keep the middle schoolers offline in person and, and really kind of, uh, building the, the community amongst each other. So that's why our program, that's why we loved our program as much as we did, because the structure that we had built out for the in-classroom experience was unbelievable i mean you had kids talking to other kids they had been going to school with each other for years and never talked to each other once but now they found out that they play 2k and one of them is good and the other one thinks he's better than the other and now like now you know they're actually talking and hanging out um so that that's the cool thing with middle school um is that you get to see these kind of moments where like the light bulb goes off and like you you get to see the 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 true beauty of gaming where it doesn't matter what skin color you are it doesn't matter what your your you know ethnicity or race or 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 anything right it's like Mm -hmm. you pick up you you pick up the controller and, and you just play like that's it um so we're going to miss that a little bit, but, um, yeah, as far as the program goes, you know, the, the blacktop, the blacktop Academy is going to be more focused towards the middle school age. And then the play now Academy, which is, uh, what we're really, really focusing on this summer is, is going to be what I think, you know, the premier program out there right now from a teaching standpoint for the game NBA 2K. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, yeah, no, it's cool. You shared that. Yeah. And, and you know, the, 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 the funny thing too, is when, when I first did the pilot program last July, um, you know, the, the first time in the classroom, not really sure how to handle something. 
Uh-huh. You know, what we we did every every day we did a new set of teams by pulling names out of a hat. Okay. And it was funny because there were some like there were two kids or you know, there are two groups that like they got paired and like as soon as their names are called, everyone's going crazy, like, oh <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what just happened, but like, I guess they don't like each other or maybe they're just like that, that awkward, like, I don't want to talk with you or I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. And, um, it was one of those moments where they said like, I want to trade, I want to trade teams. And and we had a rule, like once you get picked, you get picked, that's your teammate for the rest of the day. Um, if you don't want to play with that teammate, then the both of you have to kind of sit on the side and, and wait it out till the end of the day. And we had one group that actually sat there for maybe 10 minutes. And after everybody else was playing, we weren't really paying attention to them because they were sitting to the side. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I get a tap on my, um, on my, my, my back saying like, Hey, we're, we're ready to play. Uh, because that, that moment they realized they're like sitting there, like we're not playing because why and all of a sudden they just decided to come together play they ended up winning the tournament that day that we we did like a little mini tournament oh wow they they ended up winning it together because (laughs) for some reason they just had an incredible chemistry that they never even knew or realized and from there moving forward they always wanted to be teammates but they never got picked again (laughs) go fig go figure right Go figure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's, that's cool how you can kind of have those, those teaching moments and, and that goes beyond then just, you know, gaming or sports, whatever that just goes into like cool life lessons and, and character building stuff. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the main focuses why I really dove into this space because I was at a, I was at a sports conf, uh, a youth sports conference and it was like, uh, I think it's like 80, I think it was like 80% of the kids at the age of 13 stopped playing sports, hmm. which to me is like, you know, it, it, it seems like it's way too high of a number at 13, yeah. at 13. So now all of a sudden, if a lot of kids at the age of 13 aren't playing sports, they're not finding a way to interact with people on the team and collaborate and communicate and, and and have that camaraderie, then when are they ever going to get that? So that's why part of our program is built in that fashion to really bring together a community, to get kids that are like-minded to come together um, because that's where we learn the best, right? Is, is when we surround ourselves with, with like-minded people, it pushes us. It makes us want to show up. Um, and, and it makes us want to do good or makes us want to participate or, or help each other out. Um, so th- I think that's the, the real beauty of, of our program is, is that kind of that community within schools that, that we're building. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause like you're saying, I'm sure maybe those two kids that didn't want to play each other not I mean, you know, maybe they're good friends and that creates a friendship, but no, I have to agree with you. Dang, yeah, 80% stopped playing by 13. I feel like that's awfully young. I, I wouldn't imagine that it would be that high at such a young age. It's kind of crazy. Well, if you uh, think about it, right, baseball, Little League, once Little League ends at 12. So from Little League to the next 
to to Babe Ruth or or to the the big field, uh-huh. a lot of kids just don't want to to take that step because the jump from little league to 60 90 is a huge deal. And then the same thing with like travel basketball for example, you know, from 12 to 13 now kids are starting to get either a little bit bigger or a little bit faster. Yeah. Or for some reason, those vertical jumps are going a little bit higher. Um, true, so, true. I mean, I remember, I remember my freshman year at high school, I was at basketball tryouts, and I heard about this kid. Uh, I heard about this kid, Mark Costanza. Um, freshman year, I was, didn't know what the buzz with, with, with him. I was a big kid. I was probably like six one my freshman year, so I was I was like going in as kind of like the center, and I remember I poked my head in for the earlier tryouts because he was at the earlier one, and it was layup lines, and all of a sudden this kid takes off, and he jumps up, does a windmill dunk his freshman <laughs> freshman year of high school. Nice. <laughs> That's when I knew I was like. I could barely touch rim and I'm the biggest guy out here. Like, right. Uh, I was like, that's where like kind of that separation you, you start to see it. So, you know, it, it, that, that 13, that 13 window is, is really interesting one. Uh, as far as, you know, w- what the next level of, and maybe that's where esports comes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe from that, that there's no reason to jump into it until you're 13. 13 and up is where that, that sweet spot is where if kids aren't playing other sports, they could come play esports, and, and that's their thing. That's their community. Like there, there needs to be a, there needs to be a, a way to funnel, um, funnel kids into the system, but there isn't really a pathway yet. That, that pipeline where, you know, traditional sports, you, you know, you can go out, play middle school, high school, You've got the different levels in high school. You've got travel ball that goes on for recruiting, you know, and then you go college and, and summer camps and, and things like that. It's, I guess you're starting to see bits and pieces of it build in esports, but you definitely don't have, it's not as concrete or, you know, the infrastructure isn't built out as, as, as much as I feel like it is in, in traditional sports for those kids that I guess want to follow that, you know, that path. Right. And and it's it's all due to the 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 esports market being so fragmented, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's it, there's each each title has its own kind of path, right? And until there's conformity in the industry, that pipeline is going to be so difficult to build out. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you one of the questions I want to ask you is because you. Guys- have done some things with the 2k league and, and obviously 2k academy you guys are, are playing nba 2k um do you see the academy over time kind of being a tool i guess for kids that maybe don't know about the nba 2k league to then learn a little bit about it and you know given you guys have you know next gc in, in town um you know do you guys kind of see a, a purpose you can serve there to, to help get kids to kind of understand the process yeah, that I mean that's my goal. Um, so so we we have a little bit of, of of insight into well, I have a little bit of insight in terms of the what what the pipeline should look like for sports because obviously 
you know, I played little league, I played travel ball, I went to high school, I went to college, I played professionally, like, I kind of right. follow, I, I followed that that pipeline. Um, so that's what we're trying to do here. We're, we're trying to assist, we're trying to assist the, the 2K league um, with that mindset of, you know, we're starting them at middle school. Once, once they go through our program, I mean, my goal is in, you know, five, six, seven years, my goal is to have one of the kids from my program get drafted into the 2K League. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hope they remember. Uh, I hope they remember, you know, what we did for them and the opportunities that we presented. Uh, because that would be an incredible way to kind of give back, right? Now, we put a kid through our program for five, six, seven, eight years, however long. And then he gets drafted and then he stays in the hometown and gets to then work with other students and get them ready. So, um, you know, that, that's the dream. Um, it's a big, it's a big dream, but, um, you know, Curtis, Curtis over, over at Nets GC, Ivan's, Ivan's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would love to do more work with them, but obviously, you know, they have a season to run and, and it's kind of, uh, I think back to when I was playing professional baseball, you know, as much as we wanted to interact and, and, and work with like the local talent in, in, in those markets that, that we were traveling in, it's really difficult. Um, right. You only get so many hours and you only get days. And especially the way that the 2K League is structured right now, um, you know, my goal is for the program, for, for this program to evolve, not just here in New York to go to the other franchises that, that are in the league uh, because we're, we're laying the foundation. We're, we're laying the groundwork for them to actually see like what we're doing, how we're doing it. And, and, you know, there's no reason why, you know, uh, T-Wolves gaming or Lakers gaming can't do the same thing in communities that. Yeah. Do you guys, and I guess not to get too much into you know, whatever your guys' strategy is, as you know, you're wanting to expand, but when you go to expand other cities are, you know, is the ideal cities to be in those cities where you have NBA 2K league teams so that like you're saying, you can six, seven years, have someone go through the program, get drafted. And then, you know, they have the ability to give back to the program because they can kind of be like, okay, yeah, that's the program that kind of put me on the week. Like they did so much. Um, and now I'm going to give back. And, and in turn, that obviously also helps you guys' community and, and is, is a cool activation. Uh, but is, is going to those other cities kind of like the ideal market to expand your guys' programs? Yeah, I, I think that's definitely that's definitely top of mind. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, too, is we, we want to go into the – we want to go into markets that, you know, one, are, are kind of overlooked. Um, and we want to go into areas that – that the kids need this, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that's, that's the biggest to, to me, that's our number one. Um, okay. and, and luckily, luckily, you know, that number two is a pretty good fallback, you know, ha- having the markets, having those teams ready to go. Um, you know, we're actually going to be doing, we're, we're going to be doing some free summer camps this summer. Um, you know, just, just to show, show the program to people across, across the country. Like, you know, we'll have we'll have the link. You know, I could send you the link to to post. Um, mm-hmm. And we just want to show show what we're doing to 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 students and and parents and families all across. Because, um, 
you know, New York City to me is home, um, but there's no reason why this program shouldn't, you know, other students across the country shouldn't have the same access as these kids. So, um, you know, we, we kind of joke. I, I consider myself uh, an equity warrior over here because, you know, we're going in, we're going into these underserved communities and especially, you know, with, with everything in the climate that we're in right now, um, you know, I, I wish, I wish some of these corporations would do more. Um, I know they're saying that they want to do more and, and trying to do more. Um, but you know, if, if I'm working with a, a little nonprofit and we're impacting as many kids as we can with, with very little funding, um, you know, those corporations can definitely do a lot more than, um, so th that's what, that's what we're trying to see is, you know, we're trying to bridge the gap, uh, because, you know, game, gaming is that, that as long as you have a system, as long as you have a console, you know, you can play no matter where you are in the right? If, if you look at, if you look at the guys down at, at um, in the NBA bubble, you know, I actually, there's an article this morning on ESPN, um, Taco Fall with the Celtics and, um, who else was it? Uh, Taco Fall and, and somebody else. Um, they had they had the same setup that we bring into the classroom. They had the same setup with them, carrying it into the bubble down in Disney, so they could play video games while while they're in Disney. Yeah, you know it. That that to me that to me shows that if if an NBA player has the same exact setup with the games case and an Xbox or PlayStation, and they're using the same setup that our kids are using, then we're doing something right because that guy is getting paid millions of dollars, has endorsement, and these kids are coming from nothing, and, and they're given the same platform. They're given the same opportunity. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool when you actually kind of take a step back and that. Not yet. I mean, it's cool to see the, the kind of the economic impact you guys are making. Um, I wanted to ask, because obviously, you know, I know you're based in New York, and, and maybe we'll have some people listening that are tuning in from New York and it catches their eyes. Um, what are the best ways, I guess, to get involved with Academy and with the program where that's, you know, and I, don't, I don't really know what you guys need, but as far as maybe funding or, or volunteering for events or, you know, whatever some of the things may be, what are, the, are those corporations and other people get involved? Yeah, so um, definitely, uh, obviously, any, any type of monetary donation helps helps tremendous. Um, any type of donation of equipment is great too. Um, but also, you know, also the volunteering. Um, you know, I know you, you were, you, you know, we're going to try and work with you on on getting some type of financial, uh, you know, conversations going with financial literacy going. But any you know, I tell any, everybody is like, if, if you have an idea, if you think you can help us in any way, reach out. Um, we're never going to turn, we're never going to turn anybody down. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things where we're willing to take what, whatever you're willing to give us, we're willing to take, uh, because there's a student out there that needs it, right? There's a student that's, that's, life can be impacted and changed just because of that one moment or that, that one gift or that one donation. 
Um, and, and that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're just trying to impact as kids on a daily basis as, as we possibly can. I love it. I love it. I think it's really cool. Um, you know, I, I can, I can only imagine like if I was growing up and there was something like this where there was like a summer camp or something, um, I played a lot of sports, but equal as, as a kid to be involved in it. Um, what, I, I guess, as we start to wind a little bit, what are some goals or, I guess, what is, you know, your vision in the next couple of years of, you know, where you want to take CEI esports? Um, is it, you know, do you want to continue to expand the ticket academy? Do you, you guys want to, you know, launch into other platforms? Um, I know that'd be like a, a jam-packed question, but off the top of your head, some some things that you're thinking yeah i mean as far as as far as the 2k program you know i i want that either the nba or the 2k league to to pick up the program and, and really there's only so many resources that we have that that you know in the hands of of the actual nba or take two i feel like they could do so much more it's like we're we're kind of only we're, we're only showing like a little bit of what we could do there's so much more potential but yeah, I, I think expanding into Super Smash Brothers, I think, is awesome. Uh, we're, we're actually um, we're actually starting to to try and, and touch upon that. Um, you know, we also to, to me, I think the game of the future, uh, and I think it's very underrated, and I think it's starting to pick up steam. Uh, but I think Rocket League. Um, okay. I think Rocket League has so much potential to be a legit varsity sport at high schools and uh, a sport at college mm -hmm. just because of, of the game. Like the gameplay, it's a very simple game um, and, and you, don't, you don't have to play it or you don't have to have that much knowledge about it to understand what's going on. It's, right. so it's soccer, right? Right. <laughs> So that that's the one that's the one funny thing is like when I when I try and explain to people, you know, people ask like, why didn't you go into League of Legends um, or why didn't you do, you know, this game or that game? And it's like trying to explain League of Legends to an educator that has never played the game before or even seen it. It's very, very difficult. But if I go into if I go into an educator and say, Hey, so the game that we're going to be working with the kids on, and all of them already know it, all of them play it, and even if they don't know it, we'll teach them how to play it. It's race cars playing soccer. <laughs> right. Right? Like Everyone can figure that out. Everyone can figure that out. But you start trying to bring up League of Legends or Dota, that's all of a sudden, that's the head scratcher where they're looking at me, they're like, I don't know if the kids are actually going to understand this. Um, so I think, I think those are the three categories that I would really focus is, is obviously continuing to build out NBA 2K, um, try and get into super smash and then, um, you know, rocket league. I would love to do Madden. Um, I think Madden and FIFA are just kind of the next, uh, you know, rollouts for once we get our program in a position to kind of duplicate it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, I think that kind of works really well. Um, and I also say that because we already, we already own the domain for Rocket League Academy, Madden Academy, um, and Super Smash Academy. So I also might be a little biased there because <laughs> I've already put my, my efforts towards uh, securing, uh, 
securing kind of the 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 background for for that no i mean hey well that, that's a smart business move now now you got it security you don't have to worry about that so yeah no i love it um no i think rocket league would definitely like i i think it's i think it's going to continue to grow just i mean overall in esports because i think it just has the model but it, it, even more so for you guys where you're working with students and and you're working on the you know education side of things it's it's easy to explain that like you're saying compared to a league of legends i mean truthfully I, I don't watch league of legends so i don't really even know what's going on if, if i were to turn it on um so same thing with oh well i kind of get that one more but league of legends is one of those where it's just like really confusing um but no, I love it. Um, it. It'll be really cool to see, you know, you guys continue to to build out the program. Like you said, uh, literacy. I think it's a cool opportunity to, to speak to kids. And, and I think that's what you guys have is a cool opportunity to where you're, you know, combining education and gaming and you're, you know, talking to students when they're younger and, you know, as they go on about high school. Um, I, I think it's a great program and, and I'd love to see I think that a lot of other cities and communities could use it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're excited, right? And, and obviously from, from our conversation, you know, with, with you wanting to get involved, it kind of sparked something. So, you know, we're looking to, we're looking to, to bring people in twice a month to do uh, virtual, virtual mentorships. Um, come in, talk, tell, tell the students about what you're doing. Whether it's about esports or, or or how video game helps you in your career, um, you know a lot of a, a lot of people think that if you're not involved with esports, then we're not interested. If video game has if, if video games or or something along those lines has impacted you in a positive way that you feel can help impact other students, let us know. We we want to we want to. We want to do this kind of virtual series and and really um you know find a way to to take you know 30 minutes 45 minutes to just let let kids listen because they they love hearing stories um and they love looking up because you know they they think that that can be them one day um and they won't know what's out there unless people tell them um so definitely you know we're excited to have you we're excited to kind of kick it off with you and and see, uh, see see who else could kind of come to the table. No, absolutely. I'm I'm excited about it, and and I think it's great because I, I think there's a lot of opportunities, obviously, and I think there's a lot of uh, careers and roles, whether that's in gaming or esports, that you know a lot of times kids don't get to hear about. So I think that's awesome that you guys are gonna have kind of a speaker series, and and hopefully that you know enlightens kids to you know understanding that you know maybe they don't have to be a pro player or a streamer like. You know, they could have an interest in photography and, and you know, go and do photography for maybe one of the leagues or, or you know, an organization or something like that. So um, I think you guys are in, in a unique spot. Um, but, dude, I, I appreciate it. Listen, this was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed learning. I think I learned a little bit more. I know we had spoken on the phone before, but definitely learned a bit more about what you guys are doing. Um, and, and we really hadn't had a guest on that has spoken much about kind of the education side and, and collaborating that with gaming. So I appreciate you coming on. No, thanks for having me. It's a, always a good time. Yeah, definitely. Well, where can, uh, for everyone listening, you know, you guys, uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know that on Apple podcasts, you can always find links to our guests. 
uh, to their socials. But Jad, where is the best place for for people to connect with you? Yeah, so they could connect. They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, our our page for CEI um, is the dash cei.org um and then in addition our our esports we have an instagram page so it's cei esports um so um you know reach out send me a message i'll I'll always respond to any messages on linkedin um you could find you could find our company page um you know look more into that as well if there's any areas whether it's the arts or robotics um you know or theater if if there's ways you guys want to get involved outside of uh, of CEI esports and just with CEI in general, um, feel free to reach out and and we'll connect you with whoever you need to be connected with within the company. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely thanks for uh, for kind of giving us that little plug. No, yeah, absolutely, always always happy to. Um, I, thanks again, dude. I appreciate it. And and for everybody that you know tuned in and listened, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it's, it's always great to have everyone tune in and, and hear all the feedback and comments. And we will catch you guys next week for another episode of the Lodges podcast.